Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. I'm Ketrin Porter, and I am going to be telling the tale this week. And I'm Kim Burns, and I'm going to try and stay alive. Uh, how did you recover, Ms. Burns, after last week's episode? <laughs> it was um, tough. It was yeah. rough and tough and tumble. <laughs> I had it's, a tough, I was, it was, yeah. it was a hard time, you guys. It was. But it, you know, our struggles only make us stronger. That's true. That's what they say. That's I how feel, I feel. I feel really strong. Very strong. After that episode. <laughs> Sammy's were like, I can't wait for them to do Thanks Killing 3. I was like, I was like the impression <laughs> you're doing that's this? never <laughs> going to happen. That um, there is yeah. no world where that is happening we have thanked our last kill uh boo boo's giving <laughs> uh i hope everyone had speaking of that i hope everyone had a lovely thanksgiving, thanksgiving in the america yep united um, states of i'm sure that we did at gretchen's house we always have we had a jolly good party. time we always have a jolly we good time we ate so much food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we hugged and we laughed mm-hmm. and we drank screwball eggnog. We sure did. And we weren't compensated, <laughs> <laughs> but we're working on it. I like, I like that D has some, some ire about this. I D like was aggressively like, like, once I told him the story, he was like, no, you guys have to be getting paid for that. <laughs> This is easy money. Come on. You got you gotta just like send him an email. I'll write it for you if you want. And I was like, I mean, please write it for me. Please Thank do. You. I'd love if D was our publicist. That'd be great. Hire. 
<laughs> for he's hired for the amount of money that we are paid to represent Screwball. Currently <laughs> represent <laughs> We our workers are gonna start unionizing. We're terrible. <laughs> we I'm gonna start which, unionizing if uh they make me do things killing three. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, let's get the business out of the way. Please follow us at KK Sam podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we have a Facebook group, Sammy stay alive, maybe, and a Patreon. And right now, Ms. Burns has put up two polls. I haven't looked two at two polls. Yet. It's time to vote for the holiday horrors. Yeah. Tell us what Yay. we're watching, guys. There's like 27 options. So you get to pick. There's two polls. One has the same movies. You can get to vote as many times as you want for what movie Kim should tell Ketrin and what movie Ket should tell Kim. These, so. those kind of polls, I love those kind of polls. Because I am so fascinated <clears throat> by like... What, why they pick which for which why person? Why they pick which for which person? <laughs> I know, it's yeah, fun. it's so interesting. And even is it are they picking for the person to try to stay alive in it, or are they picking for the person to tell it? To Don't tell know. it, yeah, yeah. So join our Patreon um, at whichever uh, the seven dollar tier, seven dollar. Okay. Yeah, so you can mm, vote, and then probably Nancy also, Thompson. I think. I think so. So you get to so if you sign up for that tier, you get to vote in the polls that we put up, and you also get to video watch episodes, our, um, video episodes, and you also get to watch our um, uh, mini sods, mini sods live and postmortems live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all right, that's the business. Um, do we have any other business we need to discuss? Are we going to tell them about the rave we went to? Go right. At, let's do it. I don't even know what to say about it. Catcher and I went to a rave. <laughs> my, my first rave. Baby's first rave. Um, here's what I'll say. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't possibly describe on paper an event that is less my vibe. Um, actually, I could. I mean, probably like Nazi death metal. Probably not my sure. jam. Yeah, but yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is up there. But our dear friend Corey, who is just a party in a skin suit just ha- really had his heart set on this group of people. And, yeah, and he was our rave shaman. He really led us through the journey. The best compliment that I could give Corey. So Corey, if you're listening, uh, I was at this fucking rave from five ish PM to midnight. Now to my professional ravers and to Ms. Burns and Mr. D that is children's bedtime. But for me, that was a big, the fact that I made it six hours at that rave, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. God damn it. Yeah. She had a great time. That means she had a great time. Yeah. D and I, because D has a big old heart of sunshine, Mm -hmm. got invited to the after party. Oh, it was at the Queen Mary. So it was Mm -hmm. in the parking lot, basically outside Mm -hmm. the Queen Mary. So you're like right next to it. And then the after party was on the Queen Mary uh, 
which is like a big haunted old boat for those that don't know it, like Titanic sized. Yeah, huge. So that was really cool. And then I was like, oh, I have to take a picture for like the Sammies. And I took like one picture next to a sign that said something about ghosts. And (laughs) I looked crazy because I was like 5 a.m. And I was like, no, not no. Maybe try again. And like, I have it. Yeah, I don't. I'll I'll put it in Patreon, maybe. Yeah, you guys not great. (laughs) Can get the special pictures, but Uh, but yeah, we were we stayed on the Queen Mary till like five in the morning, me and D. So yeah, it was quite the adventure. That's I'm so impressed. I just I just love that for you guys. Um, speaking of which, I was thinking about the Queen Mary, and uh, this was an idea I had so long ago. Um. But you can rent, you can stay on the Queen Mary, yes? Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. I thought we should have like a fun KK Sam sleepover on the Queen Mary. A spooky sleepover? That could be fun. Yeah. I thought that would be really fun. We could maybe even do like a live yeah, cast. Record something from there. From it. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Which is exactly how a lot of horror movies that we have, in fact, done started. Uh, I don't know why we think we're different. It reminds me of that line from Arrested Development where Tobias Funke is like, oh, yeah, these couples think that, you know, uh, when they that they are different, that they can have an open marriage, you know, but it never, ever works. But it may work for us. (laughs) That's going to a haunted boat to... (laughs) Do a episode of some kind. And then we're ghosts. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with the way the world is going, I'm like, make me a ghost on a boat. Uh, I I agree. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that seems like the life, the afterlife. Just let me go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so shout out to Corey. It was really fun. Yeah, um, it, it it really was like a wonderful time, and it was very, it was very fun for me to hang out with D all night and party the night away. We had such a good time together. Yeah, it was. I yeah, I had a really great time. We have a really exceptional group of friends, and I know I say that all the time, but I never take it for granted. I truly never take my group of friends for granted. They're just all really good people. So. You're included in that. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Burns. Um, do you want to hear about a movie? I do. Okay. So I think it's safe to say Kim and I were pretty scarred. <laughs> last week's movie. <laughs> um, and to the point where like, <laughs> listen, I kind of lose track of time after Halloween Like, I just feel like time is really strange after Mm -hmm. Halloween. Um, So I had already kind of, like, forgotten that, like, oh, I have to, like, watch it. I have to, like, pick a movie and watch it. I think also, like, the rave probably didn't help. Like, I was just kind of... Yeah, yeah. So, like, the night that I was supposed to, like, watch a movie, I hadn't even thought of what to watch I texted Kim and I was like what do I do how do I do this what's a podcast what's going on and she was like the world's your oyster and I was like well that's even worse (laughs) because I don't have a category within which to work but lo and behold my dear co-worker Sandra who has been a Sammy from the beginning 
uh, recommended. Shout out to Sandra. Yeah, recommended uh, two movies on Hulu that she really liked. I picked this one based on the vibe I was in the mood for. And uh, that movie is Cobweb. <clears throat> Came out in 2023. It's on Hulu, as I said. It's one of my favorite actresses. One of my favorite actresses, too, and one of my favorite actors. So uh, very excited about this. Um, oh, the guy from From? No. 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 That <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute. At first, at first I thought Kim was stupid, and then I realized she was just being snarky. <laughs> that was that reaction. No, it's not that guy. That guy should be in Thanks Killing 3. <laughs> It's directed by Samuel Bowden. It's written by Chris Thomas Devlin. And it is starring uh, one of Kim and my favorite actresses, Lizzie Kaplan. Yay! Uh, and also one of my favorite actors, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander in The Boys. Oh, uh, don't know. Yes, you do. Aren't you watching The Boys? D hasn't gotten you there yet. We talked about it in the car. I think we No, we're watching Loki season okay. two. I'll I'll speak with D tomorrow. <laughs> Your assignments. <laughs> um uh what was I gonna say? Oh, Lizzie Kaplan uh was I'll start right now by saying she was exceptional. Um, of course, her she very, always is. But her, but her very first line, Eric was like, "What's happening? That's not Lizzie Kaplan." And I was like, "It definitely like she's playing mm. her character work is really nice, but really subtle. Like it's not yeah. like she's like being a weird caricature. It was just like extremely not Different. Lizzie and extremely good. Yeah, it was really great. Um, all right, you have an opportunity." To get 58 points. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's so many points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's start with Dead or Alive's uh, Peter. Mm, alive. Mom. Dead. Dad. Dead. Miss Divine. Alive. Brian. Dead. Bunny. Dead. Cat. Dead. Pig. Dead. Wow. Happy Thanksgiving to me? I don't know. It's or either happy, it's either happy Thanksgiving to you or happy Thanksgiving Kill to you. To me. <laughs> we'll find out at the end. Who knows? That wasn't that many dead or lives, which means there's 47 questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so here we go. Title card. One week before Halloween. Uh, and I would say this is shot very stylistically. The color palette and the vibe of the whole movie is like uh, cobwebs and old houses and like almost has like Coraline vibes where it's like all there's some mm -hmm. very like artistic shots in there it was 
a really beautiful honestly i really liked this movie like it's a hulu movie i really liked it i'll okay. i'll just say that um one week before halloween and we see a, a kid, uh, and the description tells me that he's eight. Thank you very much, Hulu description. Yay, we need more of that. Yeah. What are um, kids' ages? Yeah, and he is walking into school, and what we're seeing is, like, the scene is happening in slow-mo, and we see that he's walking very with a melancholy to him, and all the other kids are kind of, like, running and throwing paper airplanes, and a, there's a lot of carefree energy surrounding his little black cloud. Then we see, same thing, kids in the classroom all, like, being really rowdy and disruptive and laughing, and he's just sitting in his desk in the middle of the classroom just sitting there. Uh, we then cut to a, a very old house at the uh, end of a cul-de-sac and out back is a pumpkin patch and it's the week before Halloween. So it's like a pretty creepy pumpkin patch and that all of the pumpkins are ripe and ready to go. But that also means like the vines are like black and ashy, like it's end of the season, creepy pumpkin patch. Uh, we see a shot of his mom, who's Lizzie Kaplan, teaching him piano. Uh, then we see him sitting in his room and he's just like bouncing a ball against the wall. Um, and even though this is like a modern day movie, this, the stylization of the house that they live in and I would say, like, the clothing that especially she wears feels more old-timey. Like, it feels like this house was sort of, like, stuck in time a little mm -hmm. bit. And it's a little run-down, um, very old-timey East Coast house. Um, oh, and then I wrote, love this house. Uh, we then see he's brushing his teeth. Then he's asleep in the bedroom and like even his toys and like the decoration in his room is like very old tiny. But this is 100% like a present day movie. Uh, then our little boy who's named Peter wakes up because he hears the sound of thumping and scurrying behind the wall, mm. which is... Not fun as an adult to hear. And an eight-year-old, it's even less fun. For sure. So he turns on the light. And like his little side, his little night light. And then he runs to the main light to like turn the light on in the room to light up the whole room. He looks out to the pumpkin patch. Uh, and the swing is like creek swinging. Of course it is. And the door or window to a shed out back is like banging in the wind. So initially, like this, he's not quite sure. He's like, well, did I hear it from the wall? Because now it's there's these other noises. Mm -hmm. um, but he goes over to the wall and he puts his ear to it. And he knocks on the wall. Holds his ear. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I was going for. I did it. I did it. 
Uh, so he freaks <sighs> out and he runs into mom and dad's room and he wakes up Lizzie Kaplan and he's like, I heard something. And then Homelander wakes up as well. <laughs> Here's what I do need to tell you about Homelander, because I genuinely thought that you would like already watch the boys. Homelander is a he's psychopath. He's psychopath. Superman is his character. OK. Um, so in the show, he is. Terrifying. Um, he's a very attractive man, so he knows how to like put on a glitzy smile. But he's a he's a terrifying psychopath. Uh, they definitely he's definitely getting pigeonholed as that vibe because he's very good at it and he's very attractive and so you feel very insecure about how much of a boner you have for him and how <laughs> terrifying he is. <laughs> it's it's really an effective. Okay. Tactic that he has going. And he's so he, dad? He's dad. Okay. Little Peter brings mom into the room and he tells her, you know, I, I, heard, I heard a sound from the wall. So she goes up to the wall. She puts her ear up to, up to it. She knocks on it as well and she doesn't hear anything. And she says to him, I didn't hear anything, did you? And Peter kind of like gets defeated because he's like, no, I didn't. You know, like it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And she says, it's an old house bound to be bumps in the night. And that's where Eric went, Who, where's Lizzie Kaplan? She's got like this very old timey way of talking. And it's like very measured and very cautious, and she feels like of a different time. Um, okay. And it's really creepy and effective mm -hmm. and not overdone at all and yeah. wonderful. So she compliments his imagination. So, like, basically, she's like, You have a great big imagination, but what comes with that is like scary things. Your brain makes scary things. So, good night. That sucks. Nobody's in the wall. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, cut to him walking to school. And he gets on the bus. And he's going to, like, walk back to the back of the bus. And some fucking piece of shit pushes him down. Mm. And all the kids laugh. And this stupid little fucking blonde-haired little crap bag is like, there's more where that came from at recess, Peter. Ew. He's a shit. Also, I think he's related to the Buseys because his last name is something Busey. And, like, in his trivia, it doesn't say that he's, like, related to the Buseys, but, like, he looks like a Busey and his last name is Busey. So <laughs> that would be a pretty big coincidence if he wasn't. Um, he's a piece of shit. He sucks. So now we cut to the um, cut to the classroom, and he's the only one sitting still again. And the principal comes in, and is like, "I want to introduce you guys to your substitute, Miss Divine." And this is going to be a long term substitute. Like I think they're regular, to, you know, maternity leave or sabbatical or whatever. And. Uh, 
when Miss Divine like turns her back to like write her name, shit kid throws something at Peter and is like, Peter, recess is coming. And I'm like, winter is coming for you, you little (laughs) Such a piece of shit. So the bell rings for recess. And uh, Miss Divine is like writing on the board and then she turns around. She's like, "Ah!" because Peter never left. She thought she was alone. And she's like, are you don't you want to go to recess? And uh, he like shakes his head. And she's like, you don't want to play with your friends? And he doesn't answer. (laughs) So she's like, well, that's okay. You can help me with decorations. Uh, and she's like, what are you going as for Halloween? And Peter just kind of shakes his head and then like puts his head down on the desk. And then he jumps up because there's a spider crawling across his desk. Mm-hmm. And Miss Divine is like, it's okay, bro. And she like teaches him how to catch it with a piece of paper and a cup and they put it outside. Um, and I wrote, this kid is a cutie crap bag. He's so, he's Aww. so cute. He's so cute and, like, so good at his job. He's like little Ethan from... Mm, from so Yes, so cute. So now we cut to dinner. Very gray and brown palette. Very subdued dinner in the kitchen. And nobody's really talking. And Peter says... Um, basically he's like, I want to dress up for Halloween and go trick or treating. And he's like, all the other kids get to. And Lizzie Kaplan says, well, we're not their parents. And so now what we're seeing is a woman, you know, the energy of a woman who is constantly, uh, she's giving, she's giving abused vibes if you know what I mean. Like, mm. it's, it's very, mm-hmm. everything is very measured. Um, she's very conscientious of what she says and kind of always looking at him out of the corner of her eye, that kind of energy. Yeah. And um, Homelander is like, basically starts telling a story about there was a child up the street who disappeared and Lizzie Kaplan like looks at him kind of being like, don't f- don't let's not told us. And he's like, he's going to find out regardless. We may as well tell him. So we learn that before Peter was born, so maybe a decade ago, uh, a little girl went trick or treating in the neighborhood and she disappeared And Lizzie is like, it was a very traumatic episode for everyone in the neighborhood. And I personally don't like remembering it. And Peter just kind of like puts his head down and then he's like, am I going to disappear? Oh, buddy. And Lizzie like grabs his hand and is like, never. I will never let anything happen to you. And she's very upset. So now we cut to light time, light time, night time, night time, night time. It's the opposite of light time. It's night time. Night time. Uh, and I hate light time. I um, do you? 
I don't mind light time. Dee always makes fun of me for wanting the lights off. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Dee and I, Dee and I are kindred spirits in that way. I like to walk into a room where the light is already on. <laughs> yeah, you never like to turn a light off ever in your life. Mm-mm. I don't. I like to move through my world in the light. I don't like to have to flick command. a switch. Yeah, I like to have it. I like to have it ready to go. Um, pretty upset about what D told me about his opinion, not just about cheese, but about peanut butter as well, though. <laughs> what did he say about peanut butter? That he doesn't really like it and that it's neither here nor there for him. I could see that. It hurt, you know? (laughs) I mean, like, there had to be a flaw sometime. We had to discover a flaw in D at some point. I just didn't expect it to break my heart that much. Uh, (laughs) Like, is he going to try the peanut butter whiskey? I'm sure he will taste it 100%. Okay. The screwball? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just checking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never met anything that D is not into eating. Trying. At least trying. But mostly he'll Lucky just. You. Like, so. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I didn't need to make. I grossed myself out. <laughs> <laughs> that I am. <laughs> what are we talking about? Peanut I butter? Don't no, peanut butter and cheese, but why? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Nighttime. Oh, lights. Nighttime, nighttime. nighttime. And uh we're kind of just um getting a little tour around the house at night. Just really, just really getting a full creep factor of the house. And I took note of the bathroom and bathtub. <gasps> Great bathtub. It is, it's one of the bathtubs. It's like, it's not a ball and claw. It's built into the wall, but it's like got a very like sort of wide lip of subway tile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just got like, it's almost got like kind of a, a spa jacuzzi sort of vibe to it. Yeah, love um, it. Love and it's it. great. And it's got like a lot of, pl- like the subway tile is wide enough that like you could put like a lot of candles Ooh, next to you and around ah, you I love it. on the tub. Yes. It's a really great bathroom. Speaking my language. Yeah. Peter's in bed and we hear the sound again, the knock. And then we hear Peter. And Peter's like, <gasps> daddy. And he like runs out of the room and we hear the voice say, don't tell him. But he runs in. Or no, Homelander runs into his room. That's right, because he screams. Homelander runs in, and he's like, what's wrong, son? And Peter tells him, he's like, I heard it again. And Homelander just kind of like, is like, Peter, like, I can't, like, we can't just be like waking up every night that you have a nightmare. And poor little Peter just goes, I really did, though. And like starts to cry. Buddy, oh my god, I love you. He's so my cute. Womb. And Homelander asks, like, you know, where are are you hearing the sound? And Peter points to the wall, and Homelander is like, I bet it's rats. And Peter kind of has the reaction of like rats in a way that's almost like. Am I scared of them or do I want a pet rat? 
<laughs> kind of this cute little reaction. Homelander also has this really great way of, and he actually does this in the boys too, where he will say the right things as a dad, but it feels like he was, he heard another dad say it and is like trying to emulate it mm -hmm, in a way mm -hmm. like instead of like sort of a more natural, for example, like instead of a more natural, like good night buddy or good night son or whatever, it's very much like good night son. And you're like, <laughs> Are, do you know the words you're like, it just feels weirdly practiced and creepy, mm -hmm. <sighs> but he's also just so hot. It's very yeah, look him up. It's go ahead. I think we should, and you should, and let's do that. Homelander. Oh, maybe I have to watch it. I think you have to watch him. Well, what did you like find? Like, what did you did you just Google? Yeah, there's just pictures of him that come up. He's very blonde, and he's actually brunette in this one. Uh, yeah, you definitely have to watch him because. For sure, like this picture of like the, his main photo is like very like all American Superman, which is not my vibe. Yeah, he's definitely not doing it for me in the entire Google Images page. Yeah. Uh, Sammy's feel free to weigh in. Put in. <laughs> but put in what? Anthony Starr. Actually, Star. It's Anthony and Star with two R's. Okay, better. Isn't better. it? Better. Yeah. Much yeah. better. So he's more like this in the movie. Okay. New like Zealand that. day. Yeah. Um, Kiawa. Yeah, it's nice. It's confusing and nice. Mostly confusing. Uh, so we now cut to the next day. And they are in their creepy shed and there's a lot of really cool shots in this movie where like you'll see a backdrop and then you'll just see the shadows of people as opposed to seeing the people like a very crisp shadow of Homelander and Peter up against the back of this creepy shed. Okay. So Peter then gets down a bag of rat poison uh -oh. and it's open and he smells it and he's like, it smells like cinnamon. And Homelander says, careful, son. Not everything is as sweet as it seems. And I was like, <laughs> your programming, your dad programming is stilted. <laughs> um, so we cut to them like spreading it along uh, the wall. Homelander is spreading it along the wall. And... Peter is like, they eat it? And he's like, and then what? And Homelander is like, like makes a throat slit motion. And Peter's sad. Like he's like, oh. And Homelander is like, Peter, we can't live with rats, buddy. He's like, they cause disease and they keep you up all hours of the night. And uh, Peter's super sad about it. And Homelander is like, sometimes you have to make tough choices to protect your family. So, now we cut to school. Miss Divine is so cute. She's definitely a brand new teacher because she's got a lot of energy 
and she looks like she still has some life behind her eyes. Um, She's like, what's your face in Abbott Elementary? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what she's like. She hasn't been, her soul hasn't been crushed (laughs) and pancaked out of her asshole. Um, So she appears to be reading um, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And the kids are all like painting and drawing at, at their desks as they listen. And she walks by Peter and he has drawn a picture or painted a picture. So I want you to picture the entire page is painted black. Except for a little boy in a bed under the covers and a speech bubble um, that says, help me. Hmm. Uh, question one: What do you do? What does Miss Divine do? I think that she asks him some questions about it, and maybe depending on that, like contacts his parents or like the principal or something, you know. And I do the same hand in hand. That's one and a half points. She actually doesn't ask him any questions about it. We cut right to her showing up at his house oh. with the drawing, which not 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 the house, and it's also not allowed. That's not yeah, that's come frowned to upon. School, yeah, they come to me. Yeah. So, and the house looks run down as fuck. Like it looks. It looks like a house that's been, it looks like that house across the street from Gretchen's that like has been abandoned for so long. Mm -hmm. Just like the paint is chipping and like, it just doesn't look like a lived, it, it doesn't look like someone is currently living there from the outside. To be fair, the inside looks better, but it's just like a very old house, Um, but not inviting from the street. So mom answers the door. And I just wrote, she's so good. Like, she's just, there's not, there's, there's not a sliver of Lizzie Kaplan to be found in this character. It's really impressive. I actually, you know what I didn't finish was Castle Rock, the Stephen King Mm -hmm. show, which she was in. She played young, like, um, misery, misery. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't think I got, I got to her. So I wonder. Oh, really? Yeah, I wonder if oh, there's yeah, a similarity in that character and this one. I'd have to. I'd have to look. I'd have to see. Um, yeah, she was so good in that. Yeah, I mean, she's so uh, good in everything. Like, I'm wondering if maybe if I had seen, like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it wouldn't be as drastically different. Yeah. Um, but she's definitely like very uncomfortable that his teacher is there. And she's like, I've never known a teacher to make house calls, specifically a substitute. And she tells, uh, Lizzie tells her, like, I was a teacher myself before I was a mother. And Miss Divine is like, is he all right? And Lizzie is like, Peter? Yes. And Miss Divine shows her the picture. Question two, what do you do? What does mom do? I think she makes up some type of excuse or is just like, oh, he's been having trouble sleeping. You think there are rats in the walls that are like keeping him up at night. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're, we're taking care of it. Okay. Uh, hand in hand. Uh, point for her. So she does do that. She's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Peter has a very overactive imagination and he has all of these flights of fancy and that's all this picture is. I appreciate your concern and closes the door. She's like, goodbye. Very uncomfortable. Definitely. If, if her goal was to convince the teacher, everything was fine. She, her vibe did the opposite. (laughs) So now we cut to mom showing Peter the drawing and she's scary. She's not like, honey, I, your teacher came to the door today. Is everything okay? Like uh, you drew this picture, blah, blah, blah. She comes in, she opens the picture and she says, why are you asking for help? Strangers for help. And Peter looks at her and he's like, I'm not. And she's like, tell me, why are you asking strangers for help? And Peter's like, I'm not. She is. And Lizzie says, what was that? And Peter's like, it's, it's nothing. It was, it's just a scary drawing. It's, it's Halloween. It's just a scary drawing. And she says, that imagination's going to get you into trouble one day. And leaves the room. Cut to tight time? Night time. Light time, tight time, night time. That's why I didn't tight night a single time. Night time again. And a knock on the wall wakes Peter up again. And we hear, don't be scared. I just want to talk. And Peter says, little bit, please be quiet. I'm imagining you. You're not real. Oh, I love you. So cute. He almost this kid almost made me want to have an eight year old. Like this was <laughs> this was a cute fun kid. <laughs> um, and he says you're not real, and the voice says maybe, maybe not, but seems like you could use a friend. I know I could, but if not, I'll just leave. And we hear like footsteps kind of walking away from behind the walls. Question three, what do you do? What does he do? I go back to sleep and put a blanket over it and my head. Mm -hmm. He maybe is like, no way. And like tries to talk. That's one and a half points. Uh, Some of these half points or no points, I, I won't be able to, you'll find out later kind of thing. So he says, no, please stay. We can talk. Cut to next day in class. Peter is decorating a pumpkin, uh, but like painting it. They're not carving it. And he's painted this really impressive little cartoon face on it um, that definitely a child painted, not um, an artist in set design. It looked just like what a child would paint. Um, Miss Divine walks over and says, oh, my gosh, Peter, I love your pumpkin. What's his name? He says, mm, Hector. And Miss Divine leans down and she said, this one's my favorite. Shh. 
And we see that the little shit kid is like staring at Peter with his little shit face. <laughs> Piece of shit. Fucking monster ass bitch. <laughs> so now. <laughs> little motherfucking eight year old. <laughs> what a piece of shit. So now we cut to Peter sitting on a bench after school. And he's sitting next to Hector. And he's just like looking over at his pumpkin, smiling at it. Like he's really proud of his little pumpkin. Oh. And it's Miss Divine's favorite. And he's very proud of himself. And so the bell rings and he gets up and he starts walking to the bus. And we see the little shit kid walk behind him and push him down on the ground. <gasps> oh, I hate him. And then he starts smashing Hector. <gasps> Hector, no. And Peter's like, no. And shit kid just like smiles at him. He goes to the bus. Fucking hate him. So now we cut to poor little Peter in bed. And the voice asks if he's okay. And asks why he's crying. And says, did someone hurt you? And Peter says, Brian, he shoves me down every day. And I was like, I will kill Brian myself. I, this kid fucking, like, blew the cobwebs off my womb. (laughs) Started up that engine. And I was like, put an eight-year-old... Up in my uterus. This kid is so cute. Um, And the voice says, I bet you're strong enough to stand up for yourself if you try. We now cut to the next day. And here's what's happening. We're seeing Peter the next day. But we're hearing what the voice was saying to him as we're watching the scene. So the voice says, I bet you're strong enough to stand up for yourself if you try. Peter is then walking. Oh, the next day, Brian is forced by his mom to, like, walk a pumpkin in that he, like, kind of drew a Hector face on. But, like, definitely did not paint it. And this one definitely looked like a shit kid did it because it sucked. Um, And he, like, puts it on his desk and is like, I'm sorry, Peter. But, like, obviously doesn't fucking mean it. Mm Mm-hmm. The voice then says, show him you're not afraid anymore. The bell rings. All the kids get up to go. Question four, what do you do? What does Peter do? Um, maybe we take the pumpkin outside and throw it at shit kid hand in hand. Zero points. We hear the voice say, make him afraid of you. We then see that Peter follows shit kid down the hall. The voice says, you have to push back. And we hear Brian at the top of a flight of stairs say, Peter, what are you? And shit kid falls down the stairs. Oh, Cut shit. to Peter standing at the top of the stairs 
and shit kid is at the bottom screaming with his leg all bent to fuck ah. like broken in the like in the wrong direction yeah yeah and i was like yay <laughs> fuck this kid yay peter way to go but now we cut to peter sitting outside the principal's office the shadows of Lizzie Kaplan and Homelander in the principal's office. They're yelling. And clearly, Peter got in trouble for retaliating. And there doesn't appear to be any acknowledgement of the systemic long-term bullying that he's been sustaining. Mm -hmm. Which sucks because we cut to home and we find out that he that Peter... Has been expelled. <gasps> expelled? Expelled. What? Which is so fucked. Because I'm like, listen. You gotta... Peter has to suffer consequences because you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it would be important to acknowledge that, like, Peter... This, this didn't come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? But mom and dad are pissed. And mom is like frantic. Her energy is very like just very frantic about it. Homelander is like, we are not a family that solves our problems with violence. Mom is then like, he drew a picture. And Homelander is like, what? She's like, I'm sorry. I should have told you. And Homelander is getting scary now. Now we're like, oh, I'm seeing what energy produced this energy from <laughs> mom. Um, he's scary. And Peter, I then I, I think Peter says something like she told me to or something along those lines. Because then Homelander like gets in his face, like grabs him by the shoulders and is like, you did not hear anything. He's like, you're grounded. And mom is like, go to your room. And Homelander says, no. You're <gasps> going in the basement. <gasps> I don't want to go to the basement. You don't want to go to this basement. I assure you, you don't want to go to this basement. This basement sucks. This basement is scary. No one should be down there. Even the rats are like, <laughs> we'll hang out in the walls. <laughs> uh, and to top it off, to get to the basement, one must move the fridge to reveal a door. What? That goes down to the basement. And we also learn that... It's like mom, a speakeasy basement? It's a speakeasy basement, yeah. We also learn that mom has like keys to every door in the house on her belt that she wears like the fucking janitor to the house and it's like on a like a retractable police stringy yeah. yeah so she unlocks the door and is very upset about it like this is not where she wants to ground peter but she's like obviously not going to talk shit to homelander is what we're is the vibe we're getting mm -hmm. and homelander turns on his Ter his terror terrifier he's 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 very scary and i had a lot of 
judgment within myself about how somehow I was more attracted to him. I'll, I'll, I'll work it out in therapy. I'll, I'll talk about it in therapy. It's, it's fine. It's on the agenda. Nonetheless, he makes him go down to a totally unfinished, terrifying basement covered in cobwebs and terror webs. <laughs> um, and either Homelander or Mom says, we're doing this because we love you. And they lock him down there. Oh, no, don't do that. And so Peter is now sitting on the floor next to, I had to go back and rewind. He appears to be sitting on the floor next to a chain. Not, not, not two chains, just, <laughs> just the one. <laughs> uh-huh. Just one chain. <laughs> two chains hasn't come up in so long. It hasn't come up in so long. Uh, he is not chained <laughs> to it. <laughs> and honestly, there could be another chain somewhere, but I don't see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just remembering. I really want to find the, that clip again. The real-time realization <laughs> that it was not two chains. It was, in fact, one chain. It was so great. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Oh, God. It's so great. Um that's from uh, okay. our episode caveat, everybody, if you're wondering. <laughs> mm. So, man, I laughed so hard at that. That was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it also appears to be that, like, he's kind of sitting next to or leaning up against um, what kind of looks like a, like a, a graded trap door but there's a bunch of sandbags sitting on top of it speakeasy within a speakeasy 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 within a speakeasy um and this speakeasy there's no daddy rain at this speakeasy (laughs) there's this is not (laughs) um so so is the chain connected to anything it's just like a chain on the ground or is it like but we can't uh, talk. Is it dark? Are we in the dark? Does he have a light on? You, we, no, there's no light. There's only one of those like single swinging light bulbs. Oh, baby. You know? Uh, I couldn't tell at this point. It doesn't matter. So I'll tell you. Okay. The chain appears to be like uh, holding the grate shut in a way. But there's like a lot of extra chain to it um so peter kind of like picks it up and is looking at it and then we just hear him say hello please talk to me oh god and i just wrote this kid is too good at his job (laughs) this is owies like i kind of feel like i need little kids to like kind of be sort of bad at acting (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's when they're too good it's too it's it's out Mm. it's really painful (laughs) when they're this good and you just want to hug them um he's too good at his job little buddy we now cut to uh oh 
man, I think the microphone might have picked up those back cracks. That was intense. <laughs> uh, so now we cut to Miss Divine. And it's a shot of her from inside a microwave. Like she's trying to get the microwave to work at school. And she's like, God damn it. The principal then comes in and is like, did you go to a fucking kid's house? And she's like, yeah. And the principal is like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, we cut back to Peter in the basement. So like we're hearing this conversation between the principal and Miss Divine as we're sort of like, see him discover the chain and see him laying on the cement floor. And the uh, Miss Divine is like, I just, I have a bad feeling. I feel like something's wrong. And like, there's the, there seems something off about the mother. And the principal's like, there's nothing that we can do unless we see something. He's like, you can't get personally invested. So he's like, did you find bruises? She's like, no. She's like, does he wet himself? She's like, no. He's like, does he talk about, you know, sexually explicit things that an eight-year-old shouldn't know about? She's like, no. And he's like, then you can't do anything. He's like, unfortunately, like, there's a lot of kids like Peter who are just fragile little kids but like our hands are tied basically which is unfortunately like part you know there there is some truth to that um you know all teachers are mandated reporters but it's mm -hmm, fucking yeah. tricky you know like it's it's a i this this was a realistic depiction trail of some of the the heartbreak that goes along with being a teacher you know yeah and while this is happening, we also see that Peter has moved the sandbags off of the grate so you can now look down and we see that it's like a fucking pit that's like, bitch, it's like seven couches deep. <sighs> Straight the fuck down. What's at the bottom? We also see at the bottom, it's very, very dark, obviously, but like we can almost make out like eyeballs but they look like like um like stuff like it's a stuffed animal like it looks like there's a stuffed animal laying at the bottom of the pit with like eyes but like it's so dark you can't oh no yeah so this doesn't bode well it doesn't so the principal is being like you know I, I understand that the mother seemed off. There was a child that went missing a decade ago and it really shook up the whole neighborhood. It would. She's in the pit. She's in the pit. Certainly doesn't look good. Uh, it would make any parent overprotective basically. So now we cut. To, so the principal's left. And we see Miss Divine on her phone and she's Googling the missing kid. So like she's reading the story about the missing kid. Cut to the house. Lizzie Kaplan is just standing, staring at the washing machine. And the washing machine is a real tumbler. It's a real bouncy, mm -hmm. you know, loud washing machine. 
and she's sort of like in a trance by it. And then she hears the doorbell. She's like, what the fuck? So she goes to the door and it's Miss Divine. And she says, uh, I was grading some math tests uh, and I came across Peter's. We then see her in the classroom come across Peter's and we see her start to write uh, something at the top of the test. Question five, what do you do? What does she do? Who is she? Miss Divine. So we kind of cut back and forth. We saw that she dropped. She's like, I have Peter's last math test. We see her in the classroom come across Peter's last math test and she goes to write something on it. What does she write? Can I have a hint? It's useful. <laughs> it's she one of those writes. things where there's there's no hint that isn't just the answer. It's something she'll hope Peter will find. She writes, I'll save you, Peter. <laughs> and I write... <laughs> <laughs> A poem. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How's your day, Peter? How's your day, Peter? Hope it's good. Uh, and we both write, here for you, dog. Oh, my gosh. So close. So wrong. Zero <laughs> points. <laughs> she writes her phone number. Oh. At the top of the math test. So we cut to uh, back to Peter's mom opening the door to Miss Divine. And we see that, like, she has to unlock the door from the inside. So all of the doors and everything are locked from With the inside. With a key. With a key. Yeah. I, I mean, I also on unlock her my door Sorry. from the inside. Uh, that's on her belt. She has to unlock it with a key that's on her belt. And Got all it. of the doors require a key to unlock them from the yeah. inside. I don't love when my lock is on the outside. I don't either. For others either. to open. I hear you. I hear you. That's that that would be tough. Um so Miss Divine is like, I have Peter's last math quiz. I thought you'd want to have it. He only missed two. And understandably at this point, like we know what Miss Divine is doing, but like as a teacher and one who can relate to parents, like I'd be like, Thanks. Why are you here? Why the yeah. fuck are you here? Um, so she just is like, thank you for coming by. And she goes to close the door. But oops, Homelander's here. And he comes to the door and says, oh, hello. And who might you be? But in a very polite, scary way. The scariest politeness you've ever seen. Uh -huh. This polite robot is about to malfunction and murder everyone. And she says, oh, I, and Miss Vine definitely is like, Ooh! and she's like, I, 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 I just brought Peter's math test. And Homelander says, wonderful. We can hang it on the fridge. Come in. We just made coffee. Question six. What do you do? What does Miss Vine do? I have a dinner I have to get to. Thank you so much. Just it's wanted new. to. It's Stop noon, ma'am. You have a dinner you have to go to? Lunch meeting. Lunch. Okay. Meeting. 
with someone important. <laughs> Thank you so much, kindly. Uh-huh. And she goes in for coffee. What a scary double ding you just got. <laughs> I'm so confused. So she wrote her phone number on the math quiz for him to find, but then brought the math quiz to his parents. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, 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 the parents are definitely going to see the phone number. I think it was, she didn't know what else to do. How about you like give tests back to kids in class? So you just give it to him. He's expelled. Oh, he's expelled. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 That's better. Mm-hmm. I forgot he got expelled. So that's also why mom's like, why the fuck are you here? Why are you bringing his math? Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. She comes in and does not feel safe. She's catching vibes and it's not the kind you want to catch. You're about to go into speakeasy number two, bitch. Yeah, it's looking not good. And also Homelander is holding a hammer inexplicably. And he pulls out a chair. Mom like hangs the test on the fridge, but kind of like this. (laughs) join our patreon to see what i did uh she uh and and also the washer remember our loud washing machine Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. it stops so like this is one of those washing machines which i hate that like is really loud and it'll be like badunk 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 and then it'll stop for a few minutes and then badunk 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 again so that's like there's breaks in the badunk dunks um So she sits down in a chair that Homelander has pulled out for her scarily and he puts a mug of coffee in front of her and she sees that his forearm has a giant gash basically from like wrist to elbow that is bleeding and dripping on the table. Currently bleeding? Currently bleeding and dripping on the table. And she's like, you're bleeding. And he's like... (laughs) <laughs> and I wish that like, was a question because that, that's exactly what it been what I did too yeah, hand in hand yeah. hand in hand yeah <laughs> and, and he's like oh just doing some repairs around the house loose nail nothing to worry about like a psychopath who learned how to have conversations um, and she's just kind of like I just wanted to say how sorry I am about what happened. And Homelander is like, that's very sweet of you. No apology necessary. Peter is a spirited boy. And he's going to go to school here now at home. (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah. Listen, homeschooling is for some. Homeschooling is not for most. And I'm going to go ahead and say it's not for Peter. No. That being said, his mom was a former teacher, so it's going to be hard to convince Mr. and Mrs. Psychopath that uh, he shouldn't go to school at home. Uh, And the balls on Miss Divine, because she says, "Um, you don't think he might 
benefit from a school that's more suited to his needs. And mom loses it. And she starts kind of talking about shit that I'm like, Miss Devine did not fucking say that. She literally just said a school that's more suited to his needs. One of his needs being socialization and learning how to make friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But she starts saying shit like, I'm not going to give our son away. Family is what he needs and family is what he's going to get. And just is very agitated. And Homelander is kind of like trying to calm her down. She's clearly spinning out. Like we're, we're watching the beginning of a spin out. And Miss Divine is like, where is he? And Homelander says, grounded. And mom is like, in his room. He's grounded in, in his room. And Miss Divine is like, can I see him? And I was like, this bitch is ballsy like i would have run out of here when i saw homelander carrying a hammer and bleeding into my coffee <laughs> this is this woman this woman was born to be a teacher that's all i'm gonna say she's doing the lord's work she really is um and so she says can i see him homelander says no and mom says what is your interest in our son And she really starts freaking out more again. And we kind of hear her yelling and we hear her yelling from Peter's perspective, who is down the stairs behind the fridge and they're talking in the kitchen. So he comes up the stairs and is listening to his mom, like really freak out about like not wanting to have anyone take their son away or like give their son away like just kind of weird stuff like that and peter uh and then the washer starts going again so we get the thumpity thump of the washer again that's very loud mom is screaming screaming peter starts banging on the door and yelling (gasps) but it's very hard to hear because of everything going on And Homelander is now hugging mom and being like, I think you better leave. And Miss Devine gets up and is like, this, this, this was a mistake. As she's walking out past the washer, Homelander picks up his hammer. The washer then stops again and we still hear banging. So Miss Devine turns around homelander is right behind Uh. her and she looks him dead in the eye and i said the fucking awesome pussy on (laughs) 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 because (laughs) she's got a fucking waldorf salad down she really does (laughs) she says what is that And Homelander looks at her with his creepy, sociopathic, extremely attractive smile on his face and says, the washing machine. Please leave. And I was like, you're so terrifying. So we cut to her in her car and she's like shaking. She's so scared. And she's like trying to like like take deep breaths. And then she like has an epiphany and starts like frantically looking through her purse she left her keys. Ah! Just, fuck. Uh. Homelander is at the door and he's just like, forgot your keys. And she like Thank grabs you. them 
and he's still holding the hammer next to him, and she speeds off. Cut to mom taking some pumpkin muffins out of the oven. Dad is washing his wound. Uh, mom is now at the top of the stairs. Or we saw her put like orange icing on the muffins and make like little smiley faces. Um, mom is now at the top of the stairs. The muffins have candles in them. And we just see from Peter's perspective, seeing her at the top of the stairs. And she says, you can come out now. And she walks down the stairs and holds the muffins in front of him and says, pumpkin for our pumpkin. (laughs) Yeah. So now we cut to mom giving him a weird bath. And by weird bath, I mean like he's sitting in the bathtub and she's just kind of like washing his back a lot. Like, you know how in shows it's just like, it's a very specific sponge that they mm-hmm. have in movies <laughs> that I've never seen a real human ever use before. That's true. Where did, where I, did all the movies get that sponge? Yeah. And they're just kind of like sponging water onto their back. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a movie bath. Yeah. Just sure. giving him a movie, movie bath. bath. Um, well, they're in a movie, so makes sense. In a movie, yeah. And uh, Homelander is standing by the door. So like all three of them are in the bathroom and Peter's just like kind of got his head down and Homelander says, well, Peter, have you had time to think? And Peter says, yes. And Homelander says, about what? Question seven. What do you say? What does Peter say? About how I should, shouldn't her throw other kids down the stairs. He says that or you say Hand that? in hand. Yeah. He says <clears throat> about how I need to grow up and stop acting out and stop telling lies. And then mom says, and no more nightmares. And I was like, bitch, how the fuck do you take You can't help that. You can't fucking help nightmares. But he says, yes, and no more nightmares. And then Homelander says, we're very proud of you, son. And mom says, I'm going to be your teacher now. And then Homelander does, all right, I'm going to do my best. He says, yes, son, your mom is going to teach you the three R's. Do you know what the three R's are? And Peter says, no. And he says, reading, writing, and arithmetic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mom's going to be your teacher now. And I was like. (laughs) 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 Who are Um, these robots? They're so scary. And then he says. Good boy. We love you. And we forgive you. And Peter says, love you too, Dad. (laughs) Cut to them both tucking him into bed. And Homelander says, see you in the morning, son. And they close the door. Question eight. What do you do? What does Peter do? Talk to the, to the little person, girl, meets hand in hand. 
point for him. He immediately turns the light on, runs over to the wall and knocks, and says, please talk to me. We hear a knock back. And the voice says, I was worried about you. And Peter says, mom and dad locked me in the basement. And the voice says, I knew it. You have to be careful with them. They're not what they seem. And Peter says, I want to see you. You won't like the looks of me. I've been here too long. You'll scream and get us caught. Peter says, no, I won't. I promise. And the voice says, okay, there's a hole behind the wallpaper. Do you see it? And we see that like just below him, there's like part of the wallpaper that like isn't fully stuck to the wall. So he pulls it back and there's a little like fist sized hole in the wall that it's it's it looks it's not like a clean hole. It looks like a rodent would have eaten through it. Like that's that's what Mm -hmm. it looks like. And he looks inside. Nothing. So he grabs his little red ball and he throws it through. Nothing. Keeps looking. Eyeball! Uh. And he like jumps back. And he's like, who, who are you? And the voice says, I'm your sister. <gasps> I've been waiting for you to get big enough to move the clock that hides the door big enough to help me escape to leave the dark to leave the wall and Peter's like you're scaring me and the voice says you need to be scared Peter mom and dad are evil your time is coming and he jumps back into bed cut to him like under the covers And we hear a banging on his door. And it's an aerial view of his bed. And next to his bed, there's this little area rug that's like a bear face, like a cute little bear face. And I was like, is that rug slowly spinning? And we rewound, and it was. It was like slowly rotating. And he gets up out of bed, or like sits up out of bed, and says hello and the door starts to no one there and he keeps looking down the hallway and there's like a light is on but like not like the light so you can kind of see and all of a sudden we see mom walk by the frame but like really fast And as soon as she's out of frame, the lights all go out in the hallway. We then see another aerial view and the rug is definitely rotating around now. And then we hear Peter. And the door kind of closes a little bit again. And we see dad standing behind the door with a giant grin on his face. And a chattering sound that sounds like the chatter from Hellraiser, mm-hmm. but it's his eyelids Ew. and fluttering. 
And they stop. And then he says, look what you've done to your mother, Peter. And we see his mom standing at the end of the hallway, head bowed down, big smile on her face, eyes really big and bright, hands down by her side, sort of fingers flexed. And then she just starts running at Peter as fast as she can with big claws and jumps on top of him in bed with a big smile on her face. And And Peter's like, no! And then he wakes up and his mom is hugging him. She's like, honey, honey, sweetie, sweetie, you were having a nightmare. You were thrashing and, and rolling around in bed and screaming and crying. It was just a nightmare, honey. And we see her face. That, first of all, Eric and I looked at each other and I was like, I fucking watch horror movies for my job. That was fucking terrifying. It was so scary. This like, <laughs> It was so scary. And she's, like, over his shoulder, so she's, like, hugging him, and we see her face, and her face is definitely, like, um, concerned, and she says, what, what, what was it about? And then we see Peter's face. Question nine, what do you say? What does he say? Um... I just say it was, oh, it was just a bad dream about um, the bullies at school. Okay. And I think he also doesn't tell the truth hand in hand. Point for him. Cut to... Um him having a full conversation with the voice. Um, so this is, you know, the next, the next night or whatever. And he's sitting on his bed talking to the voice. And Peter says, if they keep you in their room, how are you talking to me? And the voice says, I scratched and clawed my way to you. They hate me, Peter. When they're sick of me, I'm finished. Then you're next. They'll kill us, Peter. And Peter's laying in bed. Laying in bed, he's like, "No, they'd never kill anyone." And the voice says, "They already have. You need to know what's buried in the garden. I'll tell you where to look." Question ten: What do you do? What does Peter do? Uh. Go look in the garden, hand in hand. Cut to the pumpkin patch. Daytime. Uh, Obviously, mom is a stay-at-home mom. We can assume that dad has a job where he's not at the house during the day. Um, He's standing in the middle of the pumpkin patch, and he starts digging. Cut to mom in her bedroom, and we see the tail end of her pushing a grandfather clock back up against the wall. And holding an empty pitcher that has no water in it. She then finds the red ball on the floor. And it. she has a moment of being like, how did this ball get here? Which, I guess, to me, I'm like, you have an eight-year-old. Balls could be anywhere. But she definitely is like, why, why is this red ball here? And it's the, it's the red ball that he threw into the <laughs> hole. We cut back out to the garden And Peter is digging and his shovel hits something hard and he brushes the dirt away 
And it's a straight up skull. It's a skull. It's a skull. <clears throat> and I was like, talk about a shallow grave. Like, it, it was as if he just had to brush the dirt away. I was like, he was not digging for long. Whoever buried this skull didn't go to grave digging school at all. Um, <laughs> question 11, what do you do? What does Peter do? Oh, man. I'm going to grab it and walk to the police station and get help. Okay. I think he, like, reburies it for now. And then is going to, I don't know, talk to the voice or something. So he sees the skull. We then see mom look out the window. And she doesn't, she sees that he's in the pumpkin patch, but he's not, she's not at an angle where she'd be able to see what he sees right? Mm -hmm. But she yells out the window, Peter! He then buries it back up real fast. Mom is coming outside as he's burying it. So there's like a, there's like a feeling of is he going to get it reburied fast enough and what's he going to say to mom? Like as this is happening. Mom comes out to the porch. He turns around and he's holding a pumpkin. And she says, what are you doing? And he says, I know I can't go trick-or-treating, but maybe we could carve a pumpkin. Mom just walks back inside, appeased, allegedly. So we then cut to Peter talking to the voice in the wall again. And the voice is saying, it was Halloween before they locked me in the wall. A trick-or-treater came to the door. And I asked her for help. She saw me. So mom and dad killed her. I don't want to end up like that girl. I'm going to get out of here. And we're going to be a real family. Oh no. Peter says that. Peter says, I'm going to get you out of there. And we're going to be a real family. So this little voice in the walls telling me tell that me, that tell, girl tell who disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm was disappeared by our parents, mm -hmm. killed, and then they put her in the wall for 10 years. Well, it, it appears that she was already in the wall and she found an opportunity to ask for help because a trick-or-treater came to the door. Wow. Yeah. It's a bummer. Quite. Quite a bummer. Uh, meanwhile, as this story is being told... We're seeing mom positively gut a pumpkin. There is no carving happening. There is a mutilation and gutting of a pumpkin, giving Art the Clown a run for his money. She was cutting this pumpkin from vagina to neck <laughs> in the sink for sure and seemed pissed about it. Like she was really working some shit out on this pumpkin. So... Peter has said, I'm going to get you out of there. We're going to be a real family. And the voice says, but how? Question 12. What do you do? What does he do? <sighs> Maybe he goes to the clock. Hand in hand. Zero points. He pulls out 
or sneaks down to the fridge and grabs the math test and then goes up to his mom's room, who is still mutilating a pumpkin, picks up the phone. And I didn't know calls. he saw the math test. It's hanging on the fridge. Remember, she hung it like a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. And he calls Miss Divine. And he keeps kind of like looking down the hallway, you know, making sure his mom's not there. Miss Divine answers. And she's like, who is this? And he says, it's Peter. He looks down the hallway again and says, I need help. And then he turns and mom is right there. So he hangs up the phone really fast. Miss Divine calls right back. Mom answers. And she's like, hello. And Miss Divine is like, um, is this Peter's mom? I, I think he just called me. And she says, oh, that is so funny. He told me how much he missed you. And I told him, well, why don't you just call her and tell her yourself? So he did, but then he got so shy. You should see him. He's just like a blushing bride over here. It's so cute. So sorry to have bothered you. And hangs up. Question 13. What do you do? What does Miss Divine do? I contact the police for help. And also the school board and people. And also domestic abuse people mm-hmm. that can help me. Okay. She goes to the house. Point for you. We'll find out about her in a bit. Mom hangs up the phone and turns to Peter and says, That was very bad, Peter. You did a very bad thing. You called a stranger. She doesn't love you like your father and I do. And she throws him into his room and he runs up against the wall to block the hole that's now perfectly visible. And mom says, what is that? And he says, nothing. And she pulls him away and she looks at the hole and looks through it and then starts freaking out, like not chill and like crawling along the wall as if she's like, feeling for where a person might be inside and she's just like what what did she tell you and the grandfather clock chimes and she runs into her room and slams the door just after saying whatever happens it'll be your fault just wait till your father gets home and slams the door cut to bedtime again peter i heard them They know they're going to kill us. You have to do something. Question 14. What do you do? I don't know. It's the middle of the (laughs) night. It is the middle of the night, but you do not need to be. The thing you do doesn't have to be right now if you don't want it to be. Okay, so I can just, like, make a plan. Okay, I think hand in hand, we're both like, we're getting out of here tomorrow. Dad goes to work, and Mom does whatever thing that she always does at this time of whatever day. 
and I'm going to go move the clock and then we're blowing this popsicle stand. See? Okay. What does he do? Hand in hand. I'm going to give you two half points because there was one important part missing. But I can't tell you until we get there. So we cut to him walking down the stairs still at night and he sees mom and Homelander talking in very like whispered tones and mom is very agitated and upset and Homelander is trying to to calm her we can kind of hear what they're saying. It's definitely emergency vibes. And again, this is a really cool shot because it's like we see them and then we see their giant shadows up against the back wall with like a hearth uh, blazing. And he's like looking through the banister poles on the stairs and they're talking and then they both turn to him <laughs> and stare at him. And he's like... <gasps> and so... um. He runs back up to bed. Homelander comes in and opens the door and says, I know you're awake, son. No, I'm not. Good night. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, who said that? <laughs> he says, you get a good night's sleep. When I get home tomorrow, you'll help me in the garden. There's a problem we need to take care of. Okay. Uh-oh. Cut to the next day. Homelander standing in the middle of the pumpkin patch. Just standing there like a robot who's <laughs> misprogrammed. <laughs> <laughs> and many of the pumpkins are rotting and kind of destroyed. Uh, not by humans. They're, they're rotted and look like m- smashed by rot or animals kind of thing and homelander says it's black rot it's killing the garden shout out to dad dad's pumpkin patch also got black rot this season he's gonna have to replant it it's very sad bummer yeah uh homelander says blight like this spreads fast true so we're gonna have to get rid of the unhealthy ones now or all the unhealthy pumpkins will get infected. So we're going healthy to healthy pumpkins. Sorry. We're going to have to get rid of the unhealthy pumpkins now or all the healthy pumpkins will get infected. Okay. So we're going to bury the rotten pumpkins and hope the next crop is better. And I would like to postmortem if that's how you get rid of pumpkin blight. Uh, I don't think it is because I feel like that would just put the blight into the soil. So yeah. I will postmortem that. I feel like they were going for a metaphor that may not be horticulturally accurate. So he says, pick up a shovel and dig, son. Um, we then cut to a carved pumpkin, but it's actually kind of cool. Somebody like stitched it. Like they put actual like hemp stitching through it so it Mm -hmm. looks like the eyes and mouth are stitched um and a van of shitheads pull up (laughs) 
It's Brian and his three fucktard cousins. The pieces of shit all pull up in the van and they're like, are these, is this his house, Brian? Brian peeks his stupid little head up front and he's like, yeah. And then they drive off. So we can assume it's, you know, Halloween day, basically. They're like case in the place. Correct. And we now cut to night. And there is a lit pumpkin on 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 Peter's porch, on our porch, um, just as he requested. And we see the three of them eating what can only be described as brown gruel for dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eric was like, what the fuck is that soup? And I was like, if I'm being generous, it's a lentil soup, which looks very unappetizing, but is delicious. But yes, it looks gross. Um, Lizzie Kaplan also like breaks my heart. Cause like, as we're kind of panning in, we see her sort of like reach for the handle to s- scoop more soup, but then like pulls away and it's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. But I'm like, I don't know what she was apologizing for. It was just like, mm-hmm. very uncomfortable energy that bummed me out. Um, and Peter is just kind of like spooning at his gruel like clearly not wanting to eat it and I don't blame him it just doesn't look appetizing (laughs) and mom is actually sort of like crying like kind of holding back tears a little bit and then we hear the doorbell and she slams her hands on the table and is like can a family not eat peace and she goes to the door and we hear someone be like trick or treat and she's like go away and slams the door she then comes back and Homelander is like, is the porch light off? And she says, yes. Homelander's eating his soup. And he says, did you do something to the soup? And mom looks at him and says, something to this? Of course not. And he says, no, it's delicious. I just taste a little different. So she takes a bite. She tastes it. She takes another bite. And then she sniffs it. And she's like, is that cinnamon? And Homelander says, it is. He then looks over at Peter, who just has his hands on either side of his bowl, hasn't eaten anything. And he looks outside and sees the shed door. (gasps) Oh, no. He put rat poison in their soup. Homelander says, Peter, have you done something? Peter, son, look at me. And he grabs him. He's like, tell me the truth. What have you done? And mom's like, what's what's going on? And he's like, what did you do? And Peter says, you hurt my sister. And Homelander says, what did you say? And he says, oh, my God, call 911. And he's like, call 911. He then keels over in pain. And mom's like, what's going on? She goes over to the phone in the kitchen. The phone line is cut. <gasps> Peter! <laughs> Dad then. I mean, you're doing a great job, but now I'm really concerned that maybe, maybe, what if, what if, what if we're wrong? What if we're wrong? I was Dad? just trying to leave. I didn't try to murder them. <laughs> yeah. Dad then barfs up all the 
blood in his body out of his mouth. It was just black, chunky blood for, uh, creating a, a pool on the table. And then he just slumps down dead. So I'd also like to uh, research the effects of rat poison, <coughs> how much you'd have to eat, and how quickly it would kill you. I'm very curious about that. Mom is like, oh, my God. And Peter runs. Mom then grabs a knife from the kitchen knife block. I don't know why I felt the need to tell you that. They're in a kitchen. She grabs a knife. I'm sure you could have figured out where she grabbed it from. And she's running after Peter, who is running up the stairs. And she's trying to grab at him, but is also, like, about to barf all of her insides out. And she starts barfing all the blood in her body out. And he's, like, he's kind of, like, sitting on the top of the stairs. And she's, like, laying up the stairs and, like, barfing. And just as he goes to go away, she grabs him. Question 15, what do you do? What does he do? So we're, like, on the stairs? Yeah. And you're, like, above her. I think we, like, kick kick her hand in hand off of us. He kicks her. She falls down the stairs. Her neck snaps. The clock chimes. He goes down and sees... That she's also stabbed herself. So she's triple dead. She's rat poison dead, <laughs> neck break dead, neck break. and knife stab dead. Wow. <laughs> wow. I yeah. mean, what a Sammy Peter is. Yeah. Question 16. She's laying on the ground. What do you do? What does he do? Go up to the clock and move it on over. Zero points. He grabs the keys off her belt. The keys. He has to unhook it. And as he's doing that, she wakes up. Uh, and she's she, triple dead. And she, well, she wakes up long enough to say, don't let her out. And he runs up the stairs with the keys. And we hear her say again, don't let her and she dies I'm so concerned so Peter goes into their bedroom and we hear did you do it are they gone and Peter says I I don't know I think so and I was like they're gone Peter your mom's triple dead (laughs) and your dad barfed (laughs) his literal brain matter out they're they're gone um And she says, do you have the keys? And he says, yes. She says, the clock, be careful. It's so heavy. I'm so scared that this is going to be like one of the monsters from From where they're like, I'm a nice little girl. And I just want you to open the window so I can come inside and be your friend. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure (laughs) this is about to be a happy ending. Let's find out. So he pushes the clock over and he sees like a little tiny Alice in Wonderland door and it's locked. And she says, Peter, are you all right? Do you, do you think you can open it? 
So he unlocks it and the keys are like still in the door basically. But he like jumps back. I, I don't, I actually don't know why. like he unlocked it and then jumped back really fast. But like the door was just kind of opening. He looks in, it's pitch black. And all we see are eyes and the white of a smile of teeth. And then we hear. (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't know if you could tell, but that was not the laugh of a child. Uh Question 17. What do you do? What does he do? I don't know. Why was my parents keeping this demon monster little girl in the walls? I don't know. I run away, run away, run away, little boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to run away to Miss Divine. Okay. Do I know how to get to Miss Divine? Or maybe a phone to call her. You cut the lines, but. I know, but like another phone yeah. somewhere else in the world. I'll give you that. What does he do? Hand in hand, I think he runs. Runs. Point for you. This poor little eight-year-old runs into his own room and mm. shuts the door. Buddy. And we just see Nosferatu hands. <laughs> and then we also see like so she's in the parents' room, right? The clock and the little door mm-hmm, was in the mm-hmm. parents' room. So we see the Nosferatu hands. And then we see another shot where it's something or someone has gone over the parents' bed to go out the door. But all we see is just, like, the longest hair ever. Like, if a regular-sized person were standing with that hair because we haven't seen the person yet uh it would be like like the part of their hair that's on the ground is on their on the ground for a full couch well that's how long it is and we then hear good boy peter what was it like watching them die and then we hear the doorbell and we hear Trick or treat. Fucking Brian. And his three crony older cousins. We hear the voice then say, Just like the girl in the garden. And we hear it run downstairs, but like, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we then also see the mom at the bottom of the stairs is like dragged away somewhere. We then hear the Boys outside, standing outside his window, like looking up, and they're like, "Hey, Peter, you alone in there? Just came to say hi." And we see the four of them are all out there with creepy masks. And do you remember that? Um, oh, I'm never going to be able to pull out the reference. They look like creepy, like, cartoon masks that kind of reminded me of that music video by the gorillas that was from the early 2000s. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bed. Like, it's like, 
cartoons, but like there's something like bulgy eyed and creepy about mm-hmm. the masks. So they're all wearing like a cat, a creepy cat, a creepy bunny, a creepy pig, and a creepy. I'll figure out what the other one was. It's like trying to name the seven dwarfs. Brian's on crutches from his broken, stupid leg. And they're standing on the porch, and the door opens on its own, and no one's there. And one of the older kids says, are they fucking with us? Question 18, what do you do? What do they do? I think they go inside. I'm like, fuck Peter. I'm going to go home and tell my mom that I could use some therapy and maybe work on my bullying so I can be a better person in this world. Fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> Quadruple ding. Nice work. Uh, instead, they say, let's get this done. And Brian goes in last because he's a fucking little stupid shit on crutches, you little jerk. Um, we cut to them inside. Peter is hiding under his own bed. And we hear them say, we know you're in here. One of them, the creepy cat, comes into Peter's room. The other two uh, older kids are smashing up the house with baseball bats, just demolishing it. Real pieces of shit. The rabbit, the creepy rabbit, goes into the kitchen and finds... Not dad, but just bloody barf covering Mm -hmm. the kitchen and is like, what the fuck? Question 19, what do you do? What does he do? I think he runs out back outside. He's like, he nopes out of there. Okay. Hand in hand. Point for you. These motherfuckers are real fucking stupid and they have a death wish. Lucky for us. Um... (laughs) Another one, the pig, ah, the creepy pig. Did I say the pig? Maybe I said the pig. Uh, Starts smashing their grand piano, which I was like, that's a fucking antique, clearly. Do you know how fucking expensive grand pianos that age are, you piece of shit? He's just absolutely smashing it to bits. Uh, Brian on his stupid crutches is walking through the hallway and slips on something and it's mom blood. And he's like, what? (laughs) Cut to the one at the piano finishes smashing the piano, turns away and hears one last of somebody else taking a hit on the piano. And he turns around and all he sees is really gross cobwebby hair kind of being dragged off the back of the piano. And he goes over and looks, and his legs are grabbed out from under him. He's pulled down to the ground, and then we just hear a splat of just, I don't even know how this amount of blood was released from this body that quickly. It was as if it exploded. It was as if the entirety of a pia- grand piano was dropped on him from <laughs> six stories up is what the splat was like. We then cut to Brian on the floor. Remember, he slipped and he's like kind of dazed. And then he hears. <laughs> and a little door under the stairs opens. 
And it's mom's body <laughs> under the stairs. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. and the rabbit who was in the kitchen with the dad barf. He's like, oh my God. And he goes to run to Brian to be like, Brian. But he's pulled down onto the ground and around the door frame. So he's like, remember when you were trying to get that boot off me? Yeah, I held That's onto the door happening. frame. Yeah. But he's being like, holding onto the door frame, but being like smashed up against the ceiling, smashed down to the ground, smashed up against the ceiling. Whoa. And then blood splatter. Brian then hears running and laughing and sees someone run across the ceiling with just long hair dangling down to the ground. It was a bummer. I was like, ooh, Kim would pee-pee in her pants right now. (laughs) And then it's silence. And he's like looking. And then he feels something drip on his forehead. And he backs up really fast. And he backs up into ha- uh, into hair that is touching the ground. Ooh. And he looks up and screams. Up in Peter's room, the cat and Peter hear Brian screaming. And then they hear the running footsteps uh-huh, uh-huh. and silence. The cat then looks over the stairs And is like, Brian? No, Brian. Peter is watching it from his bedroom, looking down the hallway. And he sees something run along the side of the wall that looks like a spider person with long hair. Mm -hmm. And we hear some sort of, I I wrote that we hear a splat, but like, I'm not sure what the splat is but you never want to hear a splat when it comes to your own body there's some sort of splat we then cut to miss divine driving very quickly towards a house cut to peter hearing banging wherever the monster is with the cat and we see the body being thrown up against the wall thrown up against the wall thrown up against the wall body with no head thrown up against the wall wow and like the body kind of like still has a couple steps in it with no head and then falls down i mean look this spider demon long hair person is very aggressive but Mm -hmm. i mean seems to be doing the lord's work so far I'm 100% on board for their current um, trajectory, 100%. These kids were all lemons, and you're right. She is – she's she's uh, she's cleaning up the pumpkin blight, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see something crawling along the wall like some sort of spider arm person. They did a really great job in this movie of showing us just enough for me to be terrified and not enough for me to be able to fully understand what I was seeing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we then see that he's under the bed and there is some one thing on top of the bed. Oh. But all we can see is just like a figure sitting up 
and just all hair and the hair is like down over in front of the bed it's mm-hmm. so long and the and the thing on the bed is holding something like kind of in its lap and we hear it say when you were born they were so happy when i was born they screamed so daddy made me a pit then he made me a cage while you were whining in the warm bed i was suffering among cobwebs and rats learning how to bite how to climb learning how to make you do what i want it's sitting on the bed and we see that oh so it is a sister yeah she just became a spider in the dark a spider monster monster ghost okay. person demon. We then see that what it's sitting with in its lap is a pumpkin. So it's just all hair hanging over the bed. And then we hear it say, Trick or treat. And the pumpkin drops down in front of the bed. And there's a head inside of it. A head inside a pumpkin head. And Peter screams. And he's dragged out from under the bed. And he's thrown into the little door that was behind the clock. And it's locked. Because remember, he left the keys. Oh, no. Now I'm going to have to become a spider monster. And the voice says, you'll be safe in here. We then cut to Miss Divine walking up to the house. Uh Uh-oh. This is also why I don't want to be a full-time teacher. I don't want to deal with fucking sister spider demons with kids i can't do it i don't have the constitution for this they're too it's too much so she rings the doorbell goes in slowly because the door's not locked and sees the house is smashed to smithereens and also covered in blood and bodies and she's like hello no, hears, no, 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 no sound. And here's crying. No sound. You simply slowly walk back out backwards. You just, you're like, I'm an invisible person. <laughs> yeah. You put on your invisibility She says, Peter. And then she goes into the kitchen and sees the blood barf and God knows whatever else there. Question 20, what do you do? What does she do? I put on my visibility cloak. (laughs) No, I like get the fuck out of there as soon as humanly possible. Okay. Super humanly possible. Yeah. I'm gone. You've suddenly developed superpowers to get out of there. I think that she goes and looks for Peter. Point for you. She pulls out her phone to call 911. Good job. But she's interrupted because she hears a creak and she sees hair going into the other room. And then the chair moves and her legs are scratched and pulled out from underneath of her. She's like, oh! and she starts crawling because like her legs were like slashed. Um, and so she's crawling and she finds herself crawling between a body. Because the body's in half. Oof. Yeah. 
Yuck, yuck. And she looks behind her and sees spider person arm. She then runs to the door, which has now been locked from the inside. She hears Peter. That's why I didn't go inside. Right. That's she why hears you Peter go inside, Mr. Fine. Call her. Oh, so she hears Peter be like, Miss Divine. She's like, Peter? And he says, run. Question 21, what do you do? What does she do? Run. Run. Hand in hand. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know. But he told me to run. I'm going to run. Point for you. She instead grabs a hearth accoutrement. That's good. Poker, That's good. Yeah. And goes up the stairs. We see a shadow on the ground like we were seeing her go up the stairs and so we can see below her as well and we see a shadow that looks like it's a person that gets down on the ground and then that shadow is no longer a person shadow and it's now a spider shadow she goes into peter's room because that's where she hears his voice coming from and she sees his little hand poking out the hole in the wall and he's like you have to run they then hear it coming. And basically what it sounds like is it sounds like what a spider would sound like if a spider was our size running with tennis shoes on. Hate you know, it. So it's like that. And so she shuts the door like right before it's about to come in and she puts a dresser in front of the door. Peter then hears the footsteps go back down the hallway into the parents' bedroom to go through that little door that still has the keys in it. And Peter says, she's coming. So the spider person is going away and down and back into the walls coming towards you. But there's, you know, they have to take a route to get there. The wall is right in front of you. Question 22, what do you do? What does she do? I think I'm going to break Peter out of the wall with my accoutrement and then run the fuck out of there. Okay. Hand in hand. She starts bashing the wall apart. She gets him out. Uh, question 23. You're Peter. You're out of the wall. What do you do? What does he do first to get out of the house? I'm like, what do I know? What do I know? What do I know? Like, I get that the door is locked, but like, I'm sure I can like break a window or something. Like, I'm just fucking nose diving out a window. Maybe not on the second floor, but just running down to the first floor ones. Okay. Peter, what do you know to get out of the house? But I don't know. We're both just going to run and dive out a window hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> zero points he runs into the bedroom locks the little door grabs the keys and then but i thought the little the spider lady had the keys no she just locked him in remember i said she just locked it and the keys were still in the lock then how'd she lock the downstairs door that one probably i thought of that that one probably uh locked uh she had the keys at that point locked the door and then locked him inside, I think. Or we found a loophole because I think that 
because I. That doesn't make sense. I, there's no reason for me to think that she would leave the keys in the little clock yeah. door because she's already locked the downstairs door. So she like has the keys on her person. Right. So, he so goes, I, I assume she had them on her person. So he goes, grabs the keys out of the little door, runs down to the front door, unlocks it. They run out. But bef- she, Miss Divine runs out first. She then turns and is like, Peter, he has been grabbed by the hair from something on the ceiling and is pulled back inside. Yoinks. Question 24. What do you do? What does she do? I think she runs back in to try and grab him. Okay. This is a tough one. Because your goal is to stay alive. Not to save an eight-year-old. That's not the game we but my play. soul. I'm such a good, I, I have such a good soul. I know. It's a tough one. I'm going to go back in. Okay. But I can only assume that I've got Superman powers at this point. Because I'm like, this fucking little spider ass motherfucking bitch trying to steal my little baby boy mm-hmm. that I've been trying to fucking save his life for months. I'm going to beat the shit out of her. I, I'm going to fucking tear her apart. I'm going to rip give you, the hair off her head. I'll give you mommy strength. I'm going to pull her down by her hair, and then I'm going to swing her around in a circle <laughs> with her hair and Look start hitting her against the wall and be like, get Ooh, off my wow. Peter. I'll give he you gave mommy strength. Womb. 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 Feelings. Feelings. Double ding. <laughs> Why can't I think of words? I was just like, womb <laughs> bumps, womb Cause pumps. Because womb, womb. Womb. you're Beats. sleepy. You're a sleepy baby right now. <laughs> so cut to Peter waking up in a pit that is familiar and six to seven couches deep. And we see the thing that was on the floor was some weird stuffed animal teddy bear thing, but like not one that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> but he turns it over and it has a little name tag on it. And the name tag says Sarah. We then see him look up to the top of the pit. And there's a head looking down over it. A long-haired spidery head. The hair falls down first. Can, and I, ask, Eric- can I ask a question? Yes, ma'am. Was Sarah the name of the missing girl? Or we haven't heard the name Sarah before? Haven't heard the name Sarah before. Okay, just making sure. Hair comes down first, to which Eric said, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it crawls down the walls of the pit and gets right in his face. And he says, why are you like this? And she says, everyone can't be as perfect as you. I was born this way and no one loves a monster. And then we see its face with like crazy eyes and like too big of a smile that looks like some sort of monster, alien, scary person. Then we hear, Peter, Miss Divine calls from above. He yells, Mr. Va-! And Sarah covers his mouth. Cut to her walking down the basement steps with her poker. 
And she says, I don't know what you are, but if you hurt him, I'll fucking kill you. <gasps> Mr. Vine is getting her super mom strength too. Yeah. And Peter's just like, run, run, Mr. Vine. Just as she's almost to the bottom of the stairs, Sarah somehow is right there, demon fast, and pulls her feet out from underneath of her, and she drops the poker. Her hair is too is so long, it's like still hanging down the pit as she crawls into Miss Divine's face. Final question, question 25. What do you do? What does Peter do? Climb up the hair, hand in hand. Peter, oh, let me give you your point. I didn't even write it. Peter starts pulling slash climbing up her hair. And Sarah is like in an upside down crawl because her hair is being pulled back. So she looks extra scary. And he climbs up her hair. And as Sarah is, you know, distracted, Miss Divine grabs the poker and starts just beating the shit. Miss Divine! Her. Yes! Peter gets up out of the pit. She's beating her, and Sarah falls back down the pit. And just before she crawls back up, Peter closes the grate and, like, chains it shut. Miss Divine then is like, come on, Peter, and goes to take him back up the stairs. But a hand comes through the grate and says, Peter, please, you're my brother. Don't you see, Peter? And it says, it's in your blood. You killed mom and dad. You're just like me. And Peter says, I'm not like you. And the voice says, do you really think this is going to keep me down here every night when you're lying in bed? You'll wonder if you lock the door. As this speech is happening, we see Peter in what we can only assume is his new house because he's has no parents anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so as she's describing this, we see him doing it. Or you see a shadow move. Every creak, every groan, every tap in the wall, you'll think of me. So as she's saying this, we see him in his new house closing the door and seeing hair over the banister, turning back to his bed. And we see like hair poking out from underneath the covers. He pulls them back and it's just a mass of hair with spiders and cobwebs all in it. And he screams and backs up and then looks back at it and it's gone. Then we see behind him an actual figure stand up behind him. He slowly turns around and screams. And the last line we hear is, We're family, Peter. I'll always be with you. Always. Credits. Creepy. It was so creepy. Ah, Creepy and kind of sad. I know. (laughs) But I'd like to think that 
he's living with Miss Divine, his new That's mom. That's how I feel. And she's getting him some great therapy. Yes. And that he just imagines Sarah sometimes, but his therapy is really going to help. And Sarah is in some institution somewhere. Yes. Agreed. Let me count your points. <sighs> Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. So, I don't know if you remembered, but I gave you a big smile after your dead or lives, and you didn't know if it was a Thanksgiving or a booze giving. Mm-hmm. It was a Thanksgiving. <gasps> you got eight out of eight. Ah! Oh my gosh, how exciting for me. Which is great because you kind of shit the bet on the questions. Ow. You got 31 out of 50 for your questions, <laughs> which gave you <laughs> a total of 39 out of 58. This was a toughie. This was a toughie. This was a tough-o. This was a tough-o. <laughs> this, was, this was a tough-o. It was hard to figure but, out. Yeah, because you're like... Didn't know who to trust. My parents are legit creepy. Like, they were creepy parents, you know? But you, then you had this added other entity. It was a tough one. It was, it was tough. I think you did a great job. Thank you're you You're in the so ICU, much. but you're alive. Mr. Vine will take care of me. I feel okay. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. I liked this movie a lot. Sounds creepo. Yeah, it was really creepy and like um, visually uh, very well thought out. Like, too scared was, to watch it. It was great. Um, and I also like, I need, I'm going to tell D that I need him to move the boys up the roster. So that you can experience Anthony Starr in all his glory, in all his terrifying. Are you watching Loki process. season two? Finished it. Okay. Well, we just don't move that quickly through. Yeah. Loki is Shows. my. Loki is my. It was fine. I'm not. I'm not a Loki. Stan. But that's fine. He doesn't quite binge watch shows the way that I do. Interesting. What it, Except for the like, day after the rave, we did watch an entire season of Holiday Baking Championship. Oh, so we could just oh, like nice. sleep nice. throughout it yeah. and not, you know, that's, it was perfect. The, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. What? He just like watches an episode and then like. Lives his life. Lives yeah. his life. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> 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 wow. I'll, I'll let him know. We got to move move the boys up the roster. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Past Kim and I are about to have future Thanksgiving. I'm sure it was great and jolly and full of mm. peanut butter whiskey. Uh, that we up drank. next is my birthday. Yes, Kim's. Bu- so your birthday is a Tuesday. Tuesday the fifth. 
Very exciting. All right. We love you guys. Uh, love you so much. Been- Thank you for listening. Don't forget to vote on the Happy Horror Days poll in Patreon, Please everyone. do. Please do. Um, and if you don't join our Patreon, Kim's going to have a terrible birthday. I'll so, like, so don't sad. ruin Kim's birthday, you guys. Single-handedly. Um, your fault. Yeah. This has been Kim and Kat's Stay Alive. Maybe. <laughs> so until next week, stay so- alive. Ghosted me. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.